American Home Shield, when it comes to repairing or replacing parts of your major home systems and appliances, you kind of need a warranty. Nobody likes surprises. American Home Shield offers a choice among three great plans. So whatever your budget is, it's affordable. Nobody likes to think about something in their household breaking down. But the truth is, it happens. American Home Shield's been around for 50 years. And if they can't repair it, your covered item, they'll replace it. Keep in mind. You got to keep your home up and running and you don't want to have big surprises. Keep your budget on track with American Home Shield. And right now you can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. Go to ahs.com slash Beck right now and save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash Beck. You know, you have medical insurance for a reason. You can't handle those big things when you get sick. Well, the same thing with all your appliances and systems in your home. Service freeze, limitations, exclusions do apply. See's plan for details. It's American Home Shield. AHS.com slash Beck. Yeah, this is getting good. I think Putin I think Putin just said that Russia needs to be cleansed of all traitors. So this is going well. This is No, he's stable. He's totally stable. Nothing to see here. Uh, we are we've got some amazing things going on today that you know, it's a good thing my hope is in the Lord and not men. Because I don't know how we are going to settle this one, you know, as men. Uh, let's go there in 60 seconds. Rosie wrote in, she said, I've been taking uh, Relief Factor now for four weeks. I suffered from neck and shoulder pain for the last 15 years. And four days ago, I just experienced life without pain again. Thank you for giving me giving me my life back and hours with my friends and the joy of dancing again. Thank you for giving me a hope for a better future. Rosie, you are welcome. You did all the work. You picked up the phone or you went online and you ordered the three-week quick start. For a dollar a day, it's like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered this and about 70% of them go on to order more. Rosie said, what was it, uh, four weeks. She was taking it for four weeks. You should see some difference in four weeks or in three weeks. If you don't, it's probably not going to work for you. It happened for her in four weeks. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Do what Rose just did. Go to relieffactor.com and get your life back. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference.
So I just wanted to start with this because we've been going back and looking a lot of the things that I have said um, over the past few years because they all seem to be coming true right now. Uh, But every January, I put a list out of things that I'm predicting, and they're never really, um, I don't know, they're well thought out, but they're not something I'm willing to bet my life on. You know what I mean? Um, they're, they're just, they're, we would call those in the sports talk industry, bold takes, bold takes, yeah. they're bold takes. Mm-hmm. So my bold take in January was that Russia, Ukraine, and NATO would be at war by the end of this year. I also said <laughs> Iran, Israel, and the United States would be at war by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I also said China, Taiwan, Japan, Australia, and America would be at war. So it's kind of looking like that might happen. Well, so the Ukraine-Russia one is pretty self-explanatory. Well, yeah, Ukraine-Russia and NATO. Right. The NATO part hasn't happened yeah. yet, but we can see the clear thread of that being yeah, close. it's coming. Give yeah. me, what's the Australia situation? Uh, China, Taiwan, U.S., Japan, and Australia. This is mainly, as I saw it, this is mainly about Taiwan. And then U.S., Japan, and Australia coming up and saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because if they take Taiwan, the next thing they're going to do is New Zealand and Australia. Their power just is unstoppable. But they're also having problems uh, with China. Um, They were... One of the problems is they were selling coal uh to china and now china is backing away from that there's some other things that are also going on uh with australia and china they're not necessarily the friendliest of neighbors with each other and australia is kind of worrying about this right yeah they're they're coming out and saying this is a real risk yeah uh which is i don't i i Honestly, with everything else going on in the world, uh, was not following that part of. No, if if China goes into Taiwan, I mean, for all those rich people like, I'm just going to take my G5 and I'm going to fly to New Zealand. Hope you can speak Chinese because it's coming. Uh, Isn't that weird? I mean, look at that. These were these were reaches. These were reaches. Put this together in December. And, um, you know, sent them out in a newsletter right after the news, uh, right after the new year. My predictions for the year. They're always bold takes. Yeah. Not predictions. Bold takes. Uh, I could see all three of these happening. Now, normally, because you know my success in life is somewhat tied to yours, unfortunately, <laughs> I root for you to be right on your predictions this This time time, no no. i want you to fail miserably i I would love to be wrong (laughs) on these again that's not something because there's some things that i feel and then sometimes i think Mm -hmm. and uh when i'm telling you i feel this or that's usually uh something that i feel through prayer and i bet on those ones when i think things they're usually wrong (laughs) usually wrong (laughs) What an admission about yourself. Yeah. Well, when I, mean, I think it's, when it's I, bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got up this morning and I thought this would be a good show. Check it out. See if that's yeah, right. See. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. Um, there is some good news. A couple of things. Uh, Romney has not uh, discussed his 2024 plans, uh, but you know he's going to run. But 
somebody else is going to run against him. Uh, he's a Trump loyalist. Nah, that's not really how I would uh, describe Sean Reyes, the attorney general. I would say he's a fighter. He's a guy who understands uh, freedom and law and order. And, uh, you know, he's the attorney general of, of Utah, and he is now running against Romney. Is that, let, is that confirmed? Is he, is he definitely in the race? Or I thought um, it said it was going to announce uh, his plans coming soon. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's you. Gonna, I, Why yeah. would there be a story about him announcing his plans if those plans were not, uh, you know, right. already, uh, in the works? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I certainly, so. Well, that's good. Anyway. Why would you um, need to specify that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting, because I think Mitt could use a challenge. Oh, I, I, think, I think he think could. He, and I, I don't think know, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know what would happen. I, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to think that uh, Romney would lose to a conservative challenger. Though Romney, that name in, in Utah is still... Mud. <laughs> Maybe to some, No, to I mean, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, you know what, the GOP is running a squishy Republican against Mike Lee. I mean, I can't believe that. That, that just that just blows my mind. Mike Lee is the most kind, gentle, oh honest, non-bomb throwing kind of guy I know. I mean, he I've never I think you could set him on fire and he would go. I hate to bring this up, but I am on fire now. If somebody and I don't want to disturb you, but if you could help put me out, it would be great. Yeah, and it's not. The, and the thing that's it can be misleading to say that about Mike Lee because it makes oh, him a, sound like he's not a fighter. He oh, is a fighter. a fighter. He just does it politely. Yeah, he does it very and politely. He holds the line better than anybody else in the Senate. Anyone, anyone, and I would say anyone in Washington. Yeah, I mean, he I'm is. There's nobody. That. There's nobody that is a bigger defender. But they're running this this woman who, um, you know, is supposed to be a real conservative. She voted again. Ready? She voted against the bill to uh, protect children with Down syndrome from abortion. Against okay. the bill. So you can. Your, okay. Yeah. You. The bill was. If you find out your child has Down syndrome, you cannot abort them because of that. Now, most conservatives are against abortion for any reason. But to abort a baby because of Down syndrome? Nope, nope, nope. That's just a little too crazy for me. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm thinking about moving there just to vote. Just to be able to vote, because I have no idea what they're doing. By the way, um, speaking of that part of the country, we've been watching uh, a couple of things. Uh, One is the ESG bill all over the country. There are 20 states working on one. I had great hope for Idaho. But let me tell you what is really happening in Idaho. In Idaho, you should pay attention to this, because uh, the GOP, the squishy GOP, is in control the treasurer in idaho filed a bill yesterday an esg bill sb uh, 1405 it sailed through the committee just went through all right there was no banking uh lobbyist that showed up to pressure people on not signing this one no 
the treasurer, he, she just, she's like, I'm going to put this one through. We're going to get, I'm strong on. This thing has no teeth to it at all. It is a joke. There was no opposition at all for this bill. None, none, none in the committee. And that's because it's, it's not, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a showpiece. That's all it is. It's something that they can go, I, I voted, I voted for that ESG bill. This is not for the one from the Heritage Foundation or Heartland Foundation or anything else. This is a, this will gum you to death, okay? This is like an apple and, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi without her teeth. The apple's not afraid of it. This is no, this is nothing. Um, By the way, she also uh, claimed uh, in committee that she was with Treasurer Moore from West Virginia, along with 16 other, but... Uh, I talked to the treasurer, uh, more and, um, yeah, he, he hasn't heard from her. Um, this isn't the bill. He doesn't approve of this bill. He, he, uh, that's weird. Uh, and I said, Hey, would you like to come on the air? And so he's going to come on the air here in the next couple of days, but, uh, that's really great. Oh, one more thing you should know. Um, uh, one of the, uh, well, I, I'm going to give you a list of the people that are now coming under attack. One of them is uh, Representative Earhart, and uh, she was instrumental in fighting ESG in Idaho. And guess who has new challengers with lots of new money now? So they are going to take out anybody who is serious about ESG. Farmers, you're in trouble in Idaho. And I say that not with a happy heart because I have a farm in Idaho. Um, this is not going to go well. You, you've got to change these weasel Republicans out. And I say that with uh, a lot of trepidation because there are crazy people that want to be governor in the state of Idaho. And as I told the Republicans, and let me say this to every Republican from coast to coast, if you are someone who doesn't get it if you're not protecting the people and the constitution not these big banks not doing the bidding of all these lobbyists but you are doing the bidding for the average citizen in america uh conservatives have had enough they've had enough of it and um we'll vote you out and i'm going to make it my mission in life to help Sort the wheat from the chaff. Uh, and um, they're going to vote you out. And the if you betray people, if you lie to them, like this treasurer is doing now in Idaho. Oh, I'm all for, I'm all against ESG. No, you're not. No, you're not. Stop it. Um, if you lie to the people. You will not only lose an election, you have a very good chance of putting somebody who is crazy because people don't know who to believe and they'll start going to people who will say i'll just clean the whole place out so there's your warning call and it's a warning to to all of us if you don't tell people the truth and do the right thing you will be horrified and so will i and everybody else at the people that the American people will find to stop the madness. 
It is a spiral and it is a death spiral. And you've got to stop doing the things that many of the people in uh, Idaho uh, in in power just did. Warning. Gee, who's running for governor? Who would be your worst nightmare and a nightmare for all the people in Idaho? Hmm. You just made that individual stronger. Congratulations, you frickin' dopes. Okay, now let's go to uh, our sponsor this half hour. Do you know how far you have to walk to burn off the calories from one Snickers bar? It's like two and a half miles. I haven't walked two and a half miles collectively in like a year. I mean, I honestly, I want the times where rich people were carried around in those, you know, throne chair things, you know, and you had like four people that are footmen. I need footmen. Anyway, it's kind of depressing, you know, when you have to walk that far to burn off, you know, five Snicker bars. You know what I'm saying? So here's the good news. You can replace the Snickers bar with a built bar. I know what you're thinking. Right. Protein bar. Yeah, I'd rather open up my steering wheel and eat the airbag. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. But built bars are different. They taste like a candy bar and they're just delicious. And if you haven't tried their puffs, I want you to imagine flavored marshmallows mm, covered in real chocolate. Yes. Yes, it exists, my friend. Uh, built.com built.com go there now built.com they're low calorie high protein built bars find out all the flavors you're going to love them built.com use the promo code beck 15 get 15 percent off your order built.com promo code beck 15 10 seconds station id wow hey saudi arabia uh, welcomed um, Boris Johnson yesterday. Isn't that great? Yeah, I mean, they won't even take the phone call from uh, uh, from Joe Biden. Why won't they do it? Because of the Iran negotiations? Yeah, that's partly because of the Iran negotiations. There's about three real strong complaints that Saudi Arabia has about Joe Biden. One of them is he said that they were... Uh, well, he didn't use the word evil. I don't remember net miscreants. And I don't know if I even want to talk to those people. So they remember that, you know, and uh, now he's like, oh, please, we need some oil. Uh, they won't even take his phone call. But they did uh, meet with Boris Johnson yesterday. By the way, um, the new deal with Iran. Oh, it is going to be so great. It's letting Russia uh, cash in on a $10 billion contract. To build nuclear sites in Iran. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, man. Also, uh, the uh, IRGC, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard, which anytime you have Islamic Revolutionary, uh, that could be kind of a bad thing, you know, kind of like Marxist Revolutionary, just entirely different. One is convinced god is telling them to do it the other one is convincing that gaia the planet is telling them to have a revolution but anyway um the islamic revolutionary guard uh that uh it looks like it might come off the terror blacklist because of the negotiations i'm not sure what we're getting out of this 
but I'm sure it's like Afghanistan. It's going to work out. You know, it's going to be like, oh, there's the there's the method in the madness. You know, because at first you look at Afghanistan, you're like, oh, there's the madness in the madness. <laughs> and then, you, you know, you finally at some point, maybe historians will go, ah, that's why he did that. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> Seemed optimistic on that one. Yeah, no, not really. Not really. But uh, it's a good thing. Good thing. Kind of goes back into the Iran-Israel-U.S. war kind of thing, doesn't it? It's terrifying. We don't. We cannot. We're obviously. We've obviously shown that we are not as strong as we once were. We have shown think? A, a level of vulnerability that everyone around the globe seems to be willing to exploit yeah. at their earliest opportunity. I was I, a friend of ours just had a baby and I was over looking to not to change the subject, but uh, just looking at the baby and holding the baby is so cute. And you're like, Daba, United <laughs> States is so weak right now. So <laughs> it's weird. Really? Yeah. New mm-hmm. babies have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty fascinating uh, uh, turn of events. I mean, you know, uh, at just Afghanistan on its own, yeah, did so much to make this worse. Oh yeah, and you can sit here and say all you want. You know, there were people who made this argument at the time. I know we pushed back against it. That like, well, look, we just need to get out of there, and we're never going to get out of there if we don't just leave. And we need to just get out. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Even if you think that's the right call to leave completely and just, you know, uh, you know, leave the region, which there were uh, even conservatives, uh, many who believe that you can't do it like that. Nature abhors a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And so do I. And that's why I don't do it on Saturdays. My wife will be like, can you please? And I'm like, no, nature abhors this. I will not be part of your unnatural witchcraft. Mm, You showed her. I showed her, you darn right. The good news is, biblically speaking, um, Gog and Magog, on a map, that would be called Russia and Iran. (laughs) Couple of cats, kind of like the key master and the gatekeeper. I think it might be a really bad idea to get those two together. Thank you, Joe Biden, for strengthening that. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Your day is busy, I know. Time flies. But I want you to take a few minutes out of one day. That day is today and call American Financing. It takes 10 minutes and you can get a free mortgage review from Americans Home for Home Loans. How many times did they say they were going to raise the rates yesterday? Six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they raised them yesterday uh, and now uh, they they announced that they, they got another six or seven coming. So that's going to be seriously get out of your high interest credit cards right now. Pay those things off. I know, I know, you can't. But if you have a mortgage, you may be able to get American Finance to find the right loan to consolidate, and you can get out of that high interest rate. If you have a, um, a variable rate, please get out of that. 
Please see how you can save money right now. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, There is a massive lie uh, that uh, you are being told, and that is that ESG and the Great Reset is not what you think it is. It's not what these crazy people say it is. Um, Well, those crazy people that say what it really is uh, are the people that are at the top of the food chain, the elites that have put it together and put it into action uh, and, you know, when we were working on this um, ESG legislation up in uh, up in Idaho, we're working with 20 different states. Idaho folded like a cheap suit. Um, and it's because they the the lobbyists are coming out and they are spending a fortune to lobby against anyone who is trying to pass any kind of legislation against ESG. It, it is. It's a lie when they say, oh, no, this is just the free market. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's the opposite of the free market. It is 21st century fascism. Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, with us. He's the author of Woke Inc. And um, Vivek, I wanted to get you on because you've had a couple of really great articles and tweets lately. And I just wanted to kind of mine this and, and have you explain what you mean by this. I wish CEOs would say in public what they say in private about their views on ESG and DEI. It would go a long way towards restoring our trust in leaders. ESG represents the greatest social credit scoring system in human history. Wow. Welcome to the program. You want to to go into that? Yeah, absolutely, Glenn. Thanks for having me. And, and, I, and I'm really glad that a voice like yours is on top of what I think is the defining issue of our time, Amen. which is the use of the private sector to do through the back door what government cannot do through the front door. Yes. That is what the three letter, I call this the three letter acronymized version of capitalism. Some call it ESG. Some will say DEI. Some will say CCR. Behind it all is the CCP. But whichever three letter acronym you prefer it is actually the definition of modern crony capitalism, which works in reverse. It's not just companies bribing the government to do their work. It is also the government bribing companies in return to do their work back for them. And so, you know, look, I mean, I, I'm an author. I've written these books, but I've also been a CEO, right? I'm, I'm a founder and CEO, fortunately, of a multi-billion dollar company. I was a hedge fund partner for years before that. And I wasn't born into elite America, but I've lived it for the last 15 years. I know how the game is played. And I will tell you, I had lunch with the CEO of one of the largest companies in his industry, a uh, publicly traded company. And it was actually the day that I put out that first tweet. It was just, I was so frustrated coming out of it because he, I, I felt like a therapist the whole time where he had read my book and wanted to complain to me about all the things that he had to go through. He's the CEO of the company, mind you. Yeah. And yet at the end of the day, actually, I look back at some of the statements he's been making. It's a carbon copy footprint of Diversity and equity inclusion must be part of our agenda. ESG is the way of the future. But he, it's clear to me that he doesn't mean the things he's saying. But the actual loss of public trust in many ways comes from the fact that even when the words are coming out of the CEO's mouth, whether you're on the right or the left, 
you know that you can't believe them. And so that's a big part of what I meant by that that particular remark. I made. So it is it is truly terrifying when I was working um, against these lobbyists, small banks, local banks were coming to uh, the representatives in the state and saying, please, I cannot say this out, out loud, um, but please pass anti ESG legislation or we're all toast please pass this people are not willing to say it out loud and that's killing us it's killing us that is that is the culture of fear and look to me the best health of the measure of any democracy especially american democracy is the percentage of people who are willing to say what they actually think in public correct and when there is no doubt that we are doing worse than any time i can remember in my lifetime on that metric because we have combined the use of economic force with the normative questions that we settle through a democracy. And so, you know, look, a democracy, you're supposed to settle questions through persuasion, through free speech and open debate in the public square. Maybe you and I would have one view on climate change and appropriate policy towards it. And maybe somebody else would have a different view or how do we correct for racial injustice? Somebody else has a different view. Great. In a democracy, we talk in the open in the civic sphere and persuade each other. What the ESG and related stakeholder capitalist movement do is they substitute economic force firing you, excluding you from the economy, et cetera. They use that force as a substitute for free speech and open debate. And the ESG movement in particular uses the force of capital ownership in companies to do it, where you have an ideological cartel of $20 trillion in the hands of the top three asset managers in this country, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, that go to the top companies in this country, show up as the shareholder, and say that we are the shareholders. We want you to implement diversity, equity, inclusion, cut your carbon emissions. If you're an oil company, stop producing oil. But guess what? The people whose money they are using to wield that power are your listeners, are me, are you, are, are everyday Americans whose money is being weaponized back against them in ways that would make their blood boil if they actually knew what was going on. That's why that's to you for teaching them what's going on. uh, Well, uh, that's why it is so frustrating. We just had a secretary of uh, uh, or the uh, state treasurer of Idaho fold and uh, take a tough ESG bill and just put one in it without any teeth. And the whole idea was, don't invest in um, places like BlackRock that are working against the people of our state. By yeah. is this Julie Ellsworth you're talking about? <laughs> why do you Why do you ask? I was at the State Treasurer of Idaho. You were mentioning. Yeah, I mean, it's just that these are. Yeah, do you know her? Well-intentioned people. They're well. I mean, I spoke to a conference of the state treasurers. Yeah. Uh, a couple of months ago, and most of them were in the audience, and I was explaining to them, look. It's not BlackRock's money. It's not your money either. It is the money of your citizens. Thank you. That ultimately actually find their way into the public's fisc, which in turn finds its way into the fisc of BlackRock, which then uses that money to vote those shares and to whisper campaign in the ears of the top 500 CEOs of this country to say that this is what we as the investors want, betraying the idea that it is not the state treasurer's money. It is not the, actually, it is not the BlackRock manager's money. It is the money of those everyday citizens. Now, here's what I'll say about state treasurers is many of their hearts are in the right place. Actually, many of them are starting to wake up to this phenomenon because they're hearing from their constituents. Many are. And unlike BlackRock, unlike Larry Fink, they are politically accountable. And that is a good thing. That is how a democracy works. Yes. So that mechanism of political accountability has caused them to wake up. 
but they're also accountable to the force of dollars through lobbying and political contributions that pull them in the other direction. But I think that at the end of the day, they're accountable to the people. And what we need to educate people on is the fact that it is their own money that they get to vote as well, not just vote every November at the ballot box, but their second vote and their third vote come through the capital they spend, the way their shares are voted in the marketplace of corporate America. And I think that that tide is getting ready to shift. So I'm optimistic that even though many of these people, it's going to take a lot of courage for the first few state treasurers to sort of jump at the deep end of the pool yeah. and go the other way. But, but I, I think that that's what the people are demanding. And the more we shine a sunlight on the problem, the more we make progress towards the solution. And I'm personally working on actually creating alternatives in the marketplace here <sighs> to provide consumers with Amen. actually bringing a voice to the table. Thank you. It's the most important problem of our thank time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I think this is this is it. I mean, if this is implemented, we become China uh, and it's. It's over. The freedom that we have, the Constitution means nothing. And I think the best example of this, and people aren't tying this together, we're not the ones that that have uh, decided to go to war against Russia. These sanctions, these are not governmental sanctions. This is ESG. McDonald's pulling out. After they said they didn't want to, and then they 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 announced, I thought this was amazing, that they they had real reputational risk that they had to consider. So they closed McDonald's. These decisions are, yeah. are not being I'm, made through public pressure. They're not being made through uh, our elected officials. They're not being made by by people, voters, regular people. They are being made by the boardrooms after they get the calls from the banks and the financial industry. Exactly. And you know what? This is how both sides are duped into submission, liberals and conservatives. Liberals used to be skeptical of corporate power, but they've accepted it as corporate powers now used to advance their own objectives. We conservatives, for our part, are duped into submission because they say the free market can do no wrong without recognizing that that free market does not exist today. And both sides are duped to the rise of this woke industrial ESG industrial complex that's actually far more powerful than big government alone because it can work with the private sector to do what big government cannot do. And I I think, Glenn, you're on this. I don't need to. I feel I feel a little shy preaching to you, but I think the I think the defining political force of our time and struggle is not left versus right actually yep it is the everyday citizen versus the managerial class it is the great reset which calls for dissolving the boundary between institutions globally and say those institutional leaders work together towards their vision of the common good versus what i call the great uprising which is also a transnational movement of everyday citizens yes. who are beginning to say no we make those decisions in a democracy together it is our voice that matters equally to larry fink or anyone else sitting in a corner office and those two forces glenn i believe are on a collision course you know yes. we won't see it in 2022 because it's the let's go brandon agenda or whatever in partisan politics in the united states that's boring to me but in the couple of years after this is coming to a head. It is an existential question for democracies in the West. And, you know, look, I'm on the side of the great uprising, but I want to channel that energy in a productive direction. Me too. And I think we can do that, you know, and I think, and I think it's the most important question of our I, time. I just said um, a few minutes ago that Republicans, you better wake up to this right now because the people will go, if they don't find somebody that's reasonable to lead them and to tell them the truth, I'm telling you, both sides, 
both sides of reasonable people that work for a living. I don't care mm-hmm. how you voted. They're going to find out what this is all about, and they're going to be hurting financially. And God help us. God help us. Uh, we are headed for real Amen. trouble. And you know what? Um, Vivek, you're the only person that I've heard that really talks about the whole world is in it. We're so we're we're so focused on ourselves that we don't understand right. that Brexit is about the same kind of thing. That and the, the truckers in Canada yes. know the same thing in their bones. This is a this is a transpartisan transnational issue. And you know what? I don't have much faith in the Republicans, actually. I don't I think either. That at the end of the day, most of them are institutionalists. Most of them are bought and sold just like the other side. Yeah. That's why I think the partisan politics of this is boring. It misses the issue. It almost deflects the issue by retrofitting a model, a historical model onto a phenomenon right now that's totally different. It is the everyday citizen versus the managerial class. And there are members of both parties in each camp. I mean, you and I both spoke at CPAC. Tulsi Gabbard, she spoke at CPAC. She ran for president of the United States on the Democratic Party ticket. Correct. She's still, as best I can tell from her comments, on the side of the everyday citizen. And so there's people, and, and there's a and God knows there's a lot of Republicans on the side of the managerial class. And so mm-hmm. I think that we need to rethink the boundaries. And I think it's everyday citizen versus managerial class. It is great reset versus great uprising. That's the way we need to be recognizing this you know, beyond partisan, beyond beyond national boundary issue. And I will, last point I will make is, Glenn, you're one of the few people who I've heard actually put his finger on the international dimension of this. You just did a little bit ago, but I think China is really, really an important factor to watch <laughs> oh, because yeah. they understand yep. that capitalism, all right, is the Trojan horse through which they win the great power struggle. Yep. Okay, Greece would have never defeated Troy militarily. China will never defeat the United States militarily. But they have recognized that the ESG-linked movement creates an opportunity to turn our own multinational companies based here into Trojan horses to undermine our own agenda from within. And I, I'll give you a very specific example, okay? Yeah, I, mean, I could give you countless examples. I talk about countless examples in my book, but a recent one, even for my book, or not, not for my book, after my book, is BlackRock, okay? They take, four, they take three seats, vote in favor of three changed seats uh-huh. on the board of Exxon, Okay. And they tell Exxon that you need to cut oil production. Well, they call that ESG friendly. Let's see what that's done for gas prices here. Let's see what that's done for our reliance on foreign producers of oil one year later. But put that to one side. You think those projects are still going to happen or are they not going to happen? Whatever you think about climate change and carbon emissions, those projects are still going to happen and better positioned to take on those projects are going to be none other than the likes of PetroChina, which can take on the projects that Exxon draws. And guess who is an almost equally large shareholder of PetroChina? <laughs> I'm sure you can guess. It's the same guys who wanted us to cut oil production here in the United States. Unbelievable. BlackRock. Unbelievable. And so this is, this is unbelievable where at the end of the day, China is able to use capital force, the carrot of market access to the, to the golden goose of the Chinese market as a weapon okay to get those same companies to weaken the United States within by applying so-called ESG standards without Uh, applying those same standards to China abroad. And so that's how they're playing this game. And and they're playing us like a Chinese mandolin and it is working, uh, but it'll only work for as long as we don't see it. Vivek, I would love to have you on again soon. You 100% get it. And your voice needs to be heard. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, he is um, the author of Woke Inc. If you haven't read it yet, you should get it. Great to talk to you, Vic, Vivek. We'll uh, we'll talk again hopefully soon. 
Our sponsor this half hour is Legacy Box. Do uh, do your wedding and family vacations and baby's first steps. What do they all have in common? Well, do they are they safe or are they fading right now? They're fading away into nothingness because a VH tape was designed to to last about 10 years. <laughs> Not several decades. One minute you have your family memories. The next minute they're dust in Rewind. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box? Stop the fading process. Make sure you preserve your family's legacy. That's why this is called Legacy Box. They're running a $9 videotape special, regular $27 to $30. Special price, never been a better time to convert your entire collection. They're running exclusive offers on film reels and photos as well. It's LegacyBox.com slash back. LegacyBox.com slash back. Do it now. This is the Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Okay, we are next hour going to talk a little bit about uh, a collapsing currency. What is happening with Russia and India, China, Saudi Arabia selling their oil for anything outside of a dollar, outside of the petrodollar? What does that mean? Is it happening? What is the effect of what? we are doing now through ESG on the world's currency, the U.S. dollar. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 